on the Aggie Sports Network. From Learfield IMG College, Aggie basketball has been brought to you by Guild Mortgage. Own what matters. Zions Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. The Logo Shop. We logo stuff. Also by Icon. Empowering a more active, balanced lifestyle. Welcome to Aggie Postgame. Here's Scott Gerard. Final in this one, 68-57. Utah State loses by 11 as the Aggies suffered their first loss in Mountain West Conference tournament play in the Craig Smith era. But again, congratulations to San Diego State. Uh, they've been, uh, they've had their struggles, and you've seen the issues that they've had against uh, Utah State in the last two years. But Brian Dutcher and his crew find a way to get it done. And again, congratulations to them. Hard-fought victory. This is a really good San Diego State team, and uh, they fought hard. And it was just a matter of who had a little bit more gas left in the tank. You saw two elite defensive teams, and San Diego State was just able to make a couple plays down the stretch to find a way to get it done. Um, it was uh, one of those games where it just seemed like as much as Utah State tried to make runs in the second half, the Aztecs had answers every single solitary time. And with that, uh, San Diego State able to withhold and get the victory. And it's funny because Utah State, as you look overall, now San Diego State did shoot 56% in the second half, 14 of 25. Utah State just 10 of 27. So the Aztecs, 44% from the field. Uh, Utah State, 37% from the field. And the Aztecs just 2 of 15 from 3. If you would have told me before the game that the Aztecs would go 2 of 15 from 3, I would say not only would Utah State win, but they'd win by a fairly large margin. However, um, I will say this. Uh, they adjusted nicely to what Utah State was doing defensively on the three-point line. They were able to get floaters in the lane. Their mid-range game was really good, and they adjusted nicely uh, to what Utah State was doing defensively. And when you've got guys like Pulliam, uh, who ended up on the night tonight uh, with uh, 10 points on five of nine shooting, uh, Mitchell ended up with 14, Mensa with 10, Gomez with nine, um, it was a uh, really impressive performance by the Aztecs adjusting to what Utah State did defensively. For Utah State, Kata with 18 points and six rebounds. Uh, Justin Bean with 12 points and six rebounds. And then you got Wooster with eight, Miller with four, Anthony with seven, and Alfonso Anderson with eight points in this game uh, as Utah State ended up with 57 points on the night. Uh, and the Aggies, uh, you know, we talk about New, or we talk about San Diego State only shooting 2 of 15. Utah State was only 3 of 13, 23%. Aggies were good from the free throw line, 16 of 19, as was San Diego State, 14 of 17. Offensive rebounds, Utah State ended up the game with 12 offensive boards, uh, but uh, San Diego State got really good moments down the stretch where they were able to get offensive rebounds and putbacks. Uh, Utah State with turnovers, 16 to 9, and that may have also been a big difference in this game. All right, final score in this one, 68-57. We're just uh, continuing on with your post-game show. We'll talk more next. You're listening to Aggie Basketball from Learfield IMG College. Aztecs celebrating in midcourt, and they should. Great game by the Aztecs tonight. Aggies lose to San Diego State, 68-57. to 
hard-fought game by both teams in this one. Uh, as we mentioned, it just felt like San Diego State just had a little bit more in the gas than Utah State in the gas tank than Utah State did. Um, not only uh, do the Aggies or does the Aztecs get the title, Matt Mitchell is named the conference tournament MVP. Uh, he did lead the team in scoring tonight with 14 points for the Aztecs. Um, I would say that I might say Pulliam made bigger plays down the stretch in this game. Uh, when the Aggies finally got the offense going and Pulliam was able to get those floaters in the lane uh, after Utah State was chasing everybody off the three-point line, uh, it seemed like he made some bigger plays. But if you add up the whole total, I know uh, San Diego State wasn't great against Wyoming. However, they uh, he did have 20-plus points in the game against um, Nevada and then led the team in scoring tonight. It's probably a natural fit to give it to Matt Mitchell as the tournament MVP. Namiya Shkata tonight, 18 points, 7 of 11 from the field, uh, six rebounds in the game. And uh, looking at his uh, full stat line, let's see how many block shots they gave him tonight. Uh, Kata with three blocks. And uh, after nine the night before, and I believe he had, what, five? I want to say the first game. Um, you're looking at almost, you know, somewhere in the range. I don't remember that first game total, uh, but anywhere in the range of uh, 15 to 16 blocks in this Mountain West Conference tournament. Uh, 18 points, we mentioned 7 of 11 from the field. Uh, Justin Bean with 12 points, Raleigh Wooster with 8, Brock Miller with 4, uh, Marco Anthony with 7, and Alfonso Anderson with 8. Um, and overall, bench paint points, only 8 points for Utah State. Aggies with 26 points in the paint. Uh, the turnovers were a huge issue tonight for Utah State. They don't turn it over, you know, 15 times. There's a good chance Utah State wins this game. It was just... You know, you look at, you know, San Diego State had seven more possessions tonight than Utah State did. Um, not uh, due to those turnovers. That could have very well been the difference in the game because both teams weren't shooting the ball well from three. Both teams were uh, about the same from the free throw line. So, overall, it was just one of those games where Utah State with the turnovers really did in the Aggies in this game, and uh, that may have been the difference. Final score in this one, Utah State loses 68-57. You're going to hear from... Craig Smith coming up on the post-game show as he will address the media. Uh, you'll also uh, hopefully hear from Austin Hansen. Uh, we might be able to hear from him as well. Uh, but the Aggies, here's their – this is kind of an interesting situation for Utah State right now as they will be kept here in Vegas uh, through Monday. So essentially, uh, because San Diego State has the automatic berth, they're going to catch a plane tomorrow morning and they'll go to Indianapolis. Utah State will stay here in Las Vegas. They will not allow the Aggies to go home until they find out what their, uh, what their destination is. If they get into the NCAA tournament, then on Monday morning they'll catch a flight and they'll go to Indy and stay there and continue to get their daily testing for COVID. Uh, and then, you know, heaven forbid they don't make the NCAA tournament, then they'll get shipped off to the Dallas-Fort Worth area where that is where NIT action uh, will happen. But I got a sneaking suspicion that Utah State, considering uh, the fight they put up today uh, against a really good Aztec team, is probably in a good spot of hopefully, knock on whatever this is here, uh, a chance to go into the NCAA tournament. All right, Utah State loses tonight, 68-57. You're listening to Aggie Basketball from Learfield IMG College. Welcome on back. You're listening to Aggie Basketball from Learfield IMG College as Utah State drops this game 68-57. Uh, I think, and, and I'm getting some people who are tweeting in saying, I don't know if we're in, I don't think we're in. 
Well, you have to look at it from a couple different angles. Boise State uh, gets upset by Nevada in the first round. Boise State is, uh, okay, let's just base, I think the Mountain West is a good enough conference. They deserve to have two teams in. So you have to kind of think like a committee member here for a second. Uh, I think the Mountain West will get two teams in. They're not a one-bid league. I don't think anybody believes that. And so you look and say, okay, well, uh, Boise State lost in the first round to Nevada. Should Boise State be in? Eh, probably not. Uh, if, again, you're only putting two teams in. Then you look at Colorado State. Well, Colorado State lost to Utah State, and the Aggies won two out of three against the Rams earlier this year or, or throughout the season. And then so you look at Utah State losing to San Diego State tonight. If it's a two-bid league, I think Utah State's in. Again, I know some will disagree, but uh, I think overall Utah State's got really good computer numbers. When you look at the net, you look at Ken Palm. Um, I believe they're in. I believe they should be in. I might be a little biased, but, uh, but uh, you know, you can, uh, you can argue that. But, and I'm sure a lot of people will, and that's the beauty of March Madness is there's a lot of people that get to argue and uh, debate as to what the, um, uh, what the uh, field of 68 is going to look like. Uh, if Utah State does play in that first four, remember those games start on Friday um, or Thursday, excuse me. And so that first four games will play on Thursday and then they will feed into the tournament from there. But if that does in case, if that is in fact the case, Utah State will play in that first four on Thursday and those games will be played in Bloomington, Indiana at Assembly Hall, uh, the old home of Bobby Knight. So a lot to break down. Again, I wouldn't get too overly concerned about things right now. Wait until Sunday to see where this team may end up. All right, take another break. Come back. You're listening to Aggie Basketball. Utah State loses tonight to San Diego State, 68-57 from Learfield IMG College. Welcome on back. You're listening to Aggie Basketball from Learfield IMG College, San Diego State. Finally does it. They get the win against Utah State, snapping a two-game losing skid this season as the Aztecs lost two games in Logan this year. And they also snapped the two-game losing skid in Mountain West Conference championship games, getting the win against Utah State after the Aggies had won the last two. And you see a guy like Matt Mitchell out there. Seiko has been part of those losses. Uh, you look across the board. Uh, a rope has been part of those losses. Uh, Mentz has been a part of those losses. Uh, Shackle has as well. You can tell those are guys that – feel really, really good that they were able to finally get a win against Utah State in this game. And so, again, congratulations. Heck of a year for San Diego State and uh, should have a heck of a year in the NCAA tournament. As for the Aggies' hopes of the NCAA tournament, well, we can sit around and wait and wonder. But, you know, at the end of the day, uh, 4 o'clock tomorrow is when, uh, when you'll find out whether or not Utah State is going dancing or not. Uh, certainly an NIT team if uh, the tournament does not come calling. But... There's a lot of things along the way that we need to get to, and, and certainly uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, you can debate it all you want, but it, it's not worth really the emotional uh, capital to try to figure out what's going on. We're going to hear from Coach Craig Smith coming up here in a bit, but let's go through your full stat line in this one. Uh, Utah State went heavy minutes on their starters tonight, and you can tell uh, it really wore them out. Namiya Shkata tonight, 18 points, 7 of 11 shooting, 4 for 4 from the free throw line. He also had 6 rebounds. Raleigh Wooster, 8 points, 4 of 13 from the field, 4 rebounds, 4 assists, but I think we're starting to feel uh, another year in the program, in the strength and conditioning program, and under this coaching staff, you see the future is really bright for Raleigh Wooster. Justin Bean, 12 points, 6 rebounds in this game. Uh, Marco Anthony, 7 points. Alfonso Anderson, 8 points. And uh, Brock Miller with 4, and 
you could tell as the course of the game went on that that back was really starting to bother him. San Diego State, Gomez with nine, Pulliam with ten, and I thought all ten of those points were huge for San Diego State. When the Aggies were starting to get buckets, Pulliam seemed to answer with buckets of his own. Matt Mitchell wins the tournament MVP award. He had 14 points and four rebounds. Uh, Jordan Shackle with nine points and three rebounds. Nathan Mensah in double figures with 10 points and eight rebounds. Johnson with four, Seiko with two, Butler with two, uh, Tamayich with six, and a rope with two. But the fact that Shackle had nine on one of four shooting and Gomez had nine on one of four shooting from three, you hold two guys who are well over 40% shooting from beyond the three-point line and held them to two of eight from three. I'm telling you, I would have thought for sure Utah State was going to win this game. But, again, the turnovers were a big issue in this one. Utah State committed 16 turnovers, uh, a couple of them uh, catastrophic, nine for San Diego State. Points off those turnovers, the uh, Aztecs with a three-point advantage there. Aztecs shoot 45% from the field, 37% for Utah State. Uh, Three-point shooting, again, only 13% for San Diego State. Aggies not much better at 23%. Both teams really good from the free throw line tonight. Utah State 16 of 19 from the line, and uh, San Diego State was uh, 14 of 17 from the line. Utah State led uh, 6 to 4, and I think that was their only lead of the game. In fact, yep, that's what it was, 6-4. Uh, and then San Diego State, after that, uh, had the longest run. in, or lo and, and after that, San Diego State took back the lead, a lead they would not relinquish. Their largest lead was 11 uh, neither team went on big runs. Utah State had a 5-0 run. San Diego State had an 8-0 run in this game. But once the Aztecs got that lead, there was no looking back. Uh, Aggies only led for 45 seconds of this game, uh, whereas the Aztecs led for 37 minutes and 3 seconds. Uh, again, that was it was a, it was a four-point game at halftime, and I thought Utah State did a good job cutting that to a four-point lead. San Diego State goes on a 6-0 run to start the second half and then led by 10, and Utah State could never cut it within six the rest of the game, and that allows San Diego State to get that win. That's your Aggie scoring summary brought to you by your Utah pork producers. Utah pork producers are committed to farming responsibly and ethically. Visit utahporkproducers.org under We Care. Aztecs down cutting the net. It's kind of weird seeing it. You've seen Utah State so many years as the one uh, at midcourt, cutting down that net, but it does feel a little hollow for San Diego State. And, and look, they don't feel bad right now. They've, they, they're a champion, but, boy, you wish there was a crowd in here to celebrate with them. It's kind of a weird vibe seeing a team cut down the nets in a game, and there's no fans here at all. Uh, it's just kind of a weird vibe, uh, and that's kind of the world we're living in right now. Hey, Utah Toyota Dealers is a proud partner of Utah State Athletics. Toyota, let's go places. And not only are you going to hear Craig Smith here in just a moment, but you're also going to hear from him coming up on Monday on our next Aggie Coaches Show. Uh, he'll be there on March 15th, and uh, we'll have a chance to chat. Uh, we'll not be there in person, but we'll be there uh, able to uh, chat with us uh, via uh, – we'll work out some level of technology where we'll be able to chat with him. But, again, we'll be up at Old Chicago coming up in just about 48 hours from now talking about whatever that postseason destination looks like for Utah State. All right, take another break. Come back. We'll continue on. Utah State loses this one to San Diego State, 68-57. And you heard it all right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Welcome back to the Thomas and Mack Center. Utah State drops a game to San Diego State. Here's Namiash Kate and Craig Smith addressing the media. And Coach? Yeah, to echo, echo Nimi's uh, uh, statement, you know, I just – 
Congratulations to San Diego State. You know, we know that feeling, and it's, uh, it's one of the most amazing feelings that you can have in, in, uh, in college athletics and all of athletics, for that matter. And um, congrats to them. They, have a, they do a great job. They're an excellent team. They're very well coached. And we've had some epic battles between, you know, Utah State and San Diego State. And Emi's been a monster part of it and a big-time impact player. Um, you know, four-point game and a half, we felt good about it. We thought there were some things we need to be better at. Um, you know, and there's just a, it's funny, not funny, but in a game like this where it's two very even teams and two teams that are as good as they are defensively, there's just a, a play here and a play there that could just change the game. And, um, and that's how it goes, you know. Um, and this time around, they made just a few more of those than, than we did. And, you know, it felt like every time we kind of made a run or a charge to cut it to six, I think even to four, um, then we just would shoot ourselves in the foot. A couple of catastrophic turnovers were just, we come down and just, I don't know what we're doing. We just kind of jump and throw it and they get a steal going the other way and had two of those. And those are, those are big time game changers and momentum changers. So, you know, I'm so proud of our guys. Uh, we had a great, we had a very good tournament. We overextended some guys, no question, with some of the minutes. So we really went with our veteran guys. We got a young team. And, um, you know, we went with the guys that have been there and done that. Obviously, played Wooster as well as a true freshman quite a bit, and Marco as a transfer. But, um, you know, I'm proud of them. We got such a, uh, such a great group of young men. We're very connected, very together. It's tough to be in that locker room right now. They're passionate. They want to represent Utah State in a first-class fashion in every way, shape, and form. So, um, like Nimi said, you know, we'll find out our fate here in 24, you know, in however, about 24 hours, roughly, maybe a little less than that. And um, hopefully we have more basketball to be played. Alex, we'll lead off with you. For, for Nimi, right? Yes. Okay. Um, Nimi, is, throughout the season, um, it seems like turnovers have been a little bit of an issue for you guys, um, but normally you guys have been able to to come away with wins, even though the turnovers were a little high. Tonight, it seemed like that was the difference in the game. Game the ball. Um, to turn the ball over. Um, I feel like today we had a lot of the catastrophic turnovers, and and when we play a team like San Diego State, where it's going to be a rugged defensive battle and. It's going to be hard to find ways to score. You got to really take care of the ball. So I just felt that they, they took advantage of our turnovers and, and made, made points out of them. And it was pretty, and it's pretty hard to score against them as well. So it's a, it makes a big difference in the game. Uh, did you have a question for Nimi? Uh, no, I'll wait for Craig if that's cool. Okay. We'll, we'll come back to you. Al, do you want to go? Let's just, Nimi, they seem to play you a little bit defensively different today. Sometimes there'd be a couple of people around you, sometimes one. And then we didn't see your opportunities to throw the ball to other guys. Is that because their defense is so good covering the other guys? What do you think? Um, a little bit of everything. Um, they just they just made sure I was off attack. And I felt like that hurt me a little bit. I couldn't get to my spots. Um, they did a pretty good job containing me. Credit to them. Um, I got to get better from it. Bryce, did you have a question for Nimi? Sure, I'll ask one. Um, 
Mensa can be a little inconsistent, but when he plays at the level he did today on both ends of the floor, how does that change the matchup between you and he? Um, he's a great defender, um, very physical, athletic as well. So it's pretty, it's hard to work against him. Um, he, I think he did a pretty good job in me. So I just got to go there and go watch film and learn from it and try to get better from it. Um, and then don't let that happen again. Thank you. Sean and then Austin. Yeah, Nimi, I don't, I don't want to turn this into like excuses or anything like that because I'm I'm sure it's not. You guys are used to this, but how difficult is it to play three games in three nights and then to turn around from a late game last night and playing this championship game? I mean, could fatigue have maybe affected you guys a little bit tonight? Or um, I would I wouldn't say so. Um, the last few years when we won, we didn't use it as an excuse, so. I wouldn't put it. At, I wouldn't use it as an excuse for now, too. So, it's always it's always a factor as well. But the the past few years we've been able to get it, but this year we just couldn't get it. They just played better than us, and they just credits to them. Austin, um, this is just another question with your matchup with Mensa. Uh, they did a really good job of preventing you to get the ball in deep, but you're still working in the post. What was your approach to? your matchup with Mensa and getting trying to post up to get the ball towards the rim. And then also they kind of gave you that mid-range jump shot and you're able to make a couple. How has that advanced your game uh, this last year? Excuse me, what was the first one? Um, what was your approach to um, the matchup with Mensa, like getting the ball in deep and getting the ball into the rim? Or I'm just working hard for my catches. Um, I felt like I did, I did a, real, a, a, a decent job at it. Um, I got a couple. I got a, a couple good positions, but at the same time, I had weak hands on it. They, I let them get a couple, a couple deflections on it, and they would turn me off of my position, and then they'd get another reset, and then we couldn't get the ball on the post again. So, he he did a really good job of keeping keep getting me off attack, and and that's a uh, that's that's pretty. I feel like that's pretty hard to do. So I credit to them. Another question about your mid-range jumper. Developing that, um, that helps a lot. Um, I feel like it opens the space a lot for my teammates as well. Um, whenever I'm in the perimeter, if I can knock it down, so so I feel like it's pretty good for me and my teammates and the team overall. I can make it, I knock it down as well, and make sure everybody's got a little bit more space in the perimeter when I'm on it. Alex, you have one more for Nimi. Yeah, um, it's kind of on San Diego's defense overall. Um, you guys obviously pride yourselves on defense and usually are able to out-defend teams, out-rebound teams. Um, I think you guys out-rebounded San Diego, but in terms of defensively as a whole, like just um, does it kind of feel strange having, you know, playing against a team that is so good defensively that actually is able to out-defend you in a lot of areas where you guys are usually the ones doing that to other teams? Um, not really, because honestly, this, this rem actually reminds me of practice as well. Because um, in practice, that's pretty much how it, how it really goes. So it's really hard to get buckets. So I just feel like it's just we're used to it, but we didn't we didn't find a way to get to get good points, good good shots, and just making making the ball move. Because they were they were pressing us during the whole game, and I felt like that was a big key for the game. They did a really good job defensively on us overall, and uh, we just got to learn from it and get better from it. <clears throat> All right, thanks, Nimi, for your thoughts. Appreciate your time. Thank you. Thanks, Nimi.
We'll shift our focus now to uh, head coach Craig Smith. Ed, if you want to lead us out with that first question. Yeah, coach, um, you said you wait 24 hours. You got to the final against these guys. Where is the nervous barometer and what do you think? What, I mean, I know what you want to happen tomorrow, but what are your thoughts at this point going into tomorrow? Well, I mean, like we told the guys after now, everything's out of our control, right? We've did everything we possibly could in one of the hardest seasons you can possibly imagine just for obvious reasons with COVID and everything. And like I told, I, I mean, listen, I'm incredibly proud of this team. Um, you know, we started out the year one and three and we were on an airplane ride. We always try to schedule up even when we had that, the three game, you know, the, we missed the back-to-back -back with Wyoming and Fres the second game of Fresno. We tried to schedule other games, you know, D1 games, including a quad one game and nobody would take it. So that, but so we've always tried to schedule up, you know, we, we take off to South Dakota and we think we're playing Wichita State. And we find over, out on social media, we're playing VCU. VCU is one of the top 10 defensive teams in the country, just like we are. And, um, and, and then, you know, and then we didn't play well the second game, the third game played against the Northern Iowa team. But a lot of teams had, a lot of people had Northern Iowa winning that league when they had AJ Green, who was a top, you know, 50, 100 player in the country, played great. Um, and then a week later, you know, honestly, I catch COVID and I don't get to coach the BYU game. And that sucked for a lot of reasons. But our guys, you know, we had every opportunity to not play that game. But with all the social distancing and the protocols, we were cleared to do that. And we chose to play it because we wanted to play. It felt like it was important to play. And then um, uh, and then we get shut down as a team shortly thereafter for about eight days or nine days, whatever it was. And then obviously the shutdown later, we went 42 days without playing a home game in January and February. That's, a, that's incredible when you think about that. You know, we had one game in, in what, 21 days and three games in 30 days in January and February. And not one time did I hear our guys complain. Not one time, they just ran with it. And we have a, you've probably heard me say this before, NBA, next best action. And, um, and our guys just exemplified that to a T. And that's hard to do in any year, but especially the youth we have on our team. You know, we have seven um, freshmen on our team. And then Marco Anthony, this is his first year with us. And the leadership that our upperclassmen, Alfonso Anderson, and our four juniors, Brock Miller, Nimish Keita, Justin Bean, and Marco Anthony displayed was incredible all year. And so to be able to do what we did down the stretch, you know, obviously tonight's a tough one to to swallow, but finishing second in the Mountain West when one of the, you know, the top of the league was really, really good. And, um, you know, then Raleigh Wooster has his lower leg injury. I mean, he hasn't had a live practice in five weeks. Brock Miller with his back right before the Boise game is playing on a half a back. And you could tell he was laboring there late in that second half, especially tonight. But they gave everything we asked them to do, competed, gave everything on the floor. Uh, but at the end of the day, they made a few more plays than us tonight. We had too many turnovers, and so now we're in the waiting game, right, to see. Uh, but like I said, I, I said this, um, three, we, we've been on a bubble for three straight years. That's where we're at. Like, it's hard for us to get certain games. Um, it's hard for us to get teams to come play in Logan, Utah. Um, um, it's difficult. So uh, you do what you can. Um, you know, every game matters at our level. And that's who I came from, South Dakota, where it didn't matter what we did in the regular season. We still weren't getting in a large. You had to play three games in three days. And we're obviously not a BCS school where you can finish in the middle of the pack and still possibly get an NCAA tournament, right? 
for us, every game makes a difference. And we've experienced that for three straight years. So like I always say, if we're good enough, we'll make it. And There you go, Craig Smith. Great comments from him and uh, really making his case to the uh, selection committee as to why Utah State deserves to be in. Well, hey, big thanks to everyone who joined us. Uh, tough loss tonight for Utah State. But the Utah State Aggies move on uh, to, well, we'll find out. Coming up tomorrow at about 4 o'clock Mountain Time. Hey, big thanks to everyone who helped us out on the broadcast today. Ajay Salveson doing tremendous work as he's done all year long. Eric back in studio making it happen. It's been a tremendous, tremendous year, and it's not over yet. Aggies are playing somewhere. We'll just find out coming up tomorrow at about 4 o'clock. For everyone who helped us out on the broadcast tonight, I'm Scott Gerard. Thanks for listening. Aggies drop a heartbreaker tonight to San Diego State in the Mountain West Conference Championship game, but they move on to maybe the NCAAs? I think so. We'll find out tomorrow. Until then, you've been listening to Aggie Basketball from Learfield IMG College.